Hi and welcome back. This is Garma and you are listening to the Garma Star show. In this podcast, I am going to talk about the importance of playing sports and having a hobby, importance of teamwork and collaboration, and how to develop unwavering focus and total commitment towards one's goal. Well, in today's episode, I have with me Mr. Ashok Goyal. Mr. Ashok Goyal is an avid sportsman. From a very young age, his passion was to always represent India in any sport. His love and commitment to the game of bridge gave him an opportunity to represent India at the world level. In April 2022, he participated as member of the Indian seniors team, which reached the finals for the first time ever in any bridge category in the World Championships. And it was a great honor and pride for India that his team won a silver medal at the 45th World Bridge Championships in Salsa Maggiore, Italy, in the Bermuda Bowl. Bermuda Bowl is one of the most prestigious events in bridge in the world. It is like the Wimbledon of tennis. He has represented India a number of times at the World Bridge Championships. Promotion of bridge in India, especially amongst the youth, is very close to his heart. Mr. Goyal has been the president of the Bridge Federation of Asia and Middle East and vice president of Asia Pacific Bridge Federation from 2015 to 2019, and is currently the president emeritus of Bridge Federation of Asia and Middle East since 2019. Besides this, he is the chairman Dhampur Sugar Mills Limited. He has served as the president of the Indian Sugar Mills Association, Indian Sugar Exim Corporation Limited. and the Uttar Pradesh Sugar Mills Association Additionally he is the founder president of the Indian Agro Paper Mills Association Once again I would like to say that Mr Ashok Goyal and his team has created history to be the first ever Indian team to reach the finals in the World Championship and to win a silver medal at the 45th World Bridge Championships in Salsa Maggiore Italy in the Bermuda Bowl Thanks for joining me Ashok Bhaiya such an honor to have you on my show Thank you very much. Great to be on the show. Thank you very much. Okay, before we start our chat, I would like to speak a bit about the game of bridge. Usually, the game of cards is considered to be related to betting or gambling. However, bridge is definitely a sport and arguably the most sophisticated of the lot, and is trying to become an Olympic sport since 2020 and has already been a part of the Asian Games. Most card games are won and lost based on the cards you are dealt, but bridge, like life itself, gives you the opportunity to make the mo- best out of any given situation and sometimes even a win if you are dealt with a bad hand. Bridge gives you the opportunity to strategize and plan your move to perfection. This game requires an unusual blend of logic, calculation, and communication skill. bridge helps in stimulating one's mind and improve uh, other related behavioral uh, act abilities because of these advantages it is frequently used for corporate training workshops so you might think this game is largely based on good luck but uh, you will be surprised to know that success or failure in bridge is majorly determined by skill it is a sport that puts talent ahead of chance even bill gates and warren buffett are avid bridge players so before i come to our first topic i would like to uh, ask you something more about the bermuda bowl how did you qualify to reach there 
received first. You have to win trials in India. You have a trial for the seniors. You have uh, a number of teams part, uh, participated in this. And uh, you first you qualify to play for India. Once you've qualified to play for India, thereafter you go and play in the British Federation of Asian Middle East, which consists of nine countries, in which you have to win there. Uh, two teams qualify from that zone to play in the Bermuda Bowl. So we qualified uh, in the B frame to play in the Bermuda Bowl, and in which uh, there are 24 uh, teams from various parts of the world, and the world is divided into zones. So each zone has a number of teams which can be represented from there, and uh, we played there. And uh, initially, it is uh, all the teams are around Robin. Eight teams qualify to play the quarterfinals. Then you play the quarterfinals. Then you play with that, you play the semifinals. Wow. And then you, with that, you play the finals. It's like that. Amazing. That's That looks like a pretty difficult, uh, you know, kind of so many uh, places you have to qualify and win to be able to play in this uh, Bermuda Bowl. It is really, really amazing. Uh, okay, coming to our first topic, uh, the importance of playing games and having a ho hobby. Uh, in the words of George Bernard Shaw, you know, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. So uh, I think we... Yeah, so what, what do you like to say on this topic? No, the question is, you know, first I just want to, uh, Garima did give a very good introduction of bridge. I just want to add here yeah. that it's not a question of cards. The same cards are dealt and same cards are being played by everyone. Right. And a match consists of four players. One team sits north-south in one team and the other team, their counterparts sit north-south in the close room. And the east-west sit and vice versa. So each deal is scored separately. So it's not that uh, you get good cards because same cards which you get, the opponent the same cards. So it's what you do in those cards vis-a-vis -vis your opponents. Those are uh, quantified as match points and the match points are totaled in the end and are further into victory points. So the question of chance I would say it's more a question of, as Garim had explained earlier, a logic, skill, communication, and how you and how you play those cards vis-a-vis -vis opponents, how you bid the hands vis-a-vis -vis opponents, that comes into play as far as business is concerned. As far as sports is concerned, I think a medium of sports is extremely important for every child because first, it gives you teamwork. Teamwork is very important in every aspect of life, whether you're in a corporate, whether you're in business, you're doing some work, you're doing anything else. Teamwork is important, even in your family. Yeah. Because families don't have teamwork, the family will break up. So teamwork is very important. Mm -hmm. Thereafter, it is your communication skills, how you communicate with your partner, how do you tell him as to what is to be done, in which we have got systems which are voluminous, which we studied a lot, and how you communicate. Because you can't speak to your partner, you can't see your partner. Yeah. When you're playing a match, you cannot see the screen between, and uh, you can't see your partner. And you have to explain every bit to your opponents. If you give a wrong explanation, when your partner is given, you get penalized for that. So the question is, is you cannot, 
like in the exam, you can't refer to your notebooks. Here also, you can't refer to your notes. So uh, that's there. And apart from that, what is very important is physical health, physical and mental health. Any sport you play or anything you're doing in life, unless you're physically fit and mentally fit, you can't really give your best. And sports give you this media to develop your fitness, your skills, your communication skills. And also you make lovely friends. Yes. Your, uh, friends are extremely important in life. So this gives you opportunity to not make friends only here, or you make friends all over the world. So you have friends all over the world. And so this is a communication where that's why I say sports is very important because you're making friends and you're bringing all this into the thing where friendship comes a long way and building good thing all over the world. So like sports Olympics is a thing to get people together and same way bridge will be a, a bridge to bridge the gaps we have between us and the British world. Lovely. Very well said. Absolutely. You know, if we take a look at the at the bridge game, you know, from a technical perspective, uh, you know, we we will observe that bridge is a game of incomplete information as well. So, you know, at any given time, a player can see a maximum of, uh, of 26 cards and one set of cards is laid open on the uh, table during the play. And players uh, have to be logical in guessing the cards in opponent's ha hands. It also requires, you know, great communication uh, between the partners and the chances of miscommunication are high, especially when there is no score for verbal and uh, written communication, as you just said. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, when I mentioned, you know, it's uh, this game of bridge is used uh, in many corporate uh, settings for their, you know, training programs and all. So one can train employees on how to deal with uncertain situations and navigate through, you know, un unknown circumstances through the game of bridge. So, yes, um, uh, as you said, uh, bridge is a super game of coordination. And um, so continuous winning is only possible through great teamwork and collaboration. Uh, and, and in every round of the game, one must collectively bid with one's opponent. So players must understand the importance of teamwork, help their team teammates uh, in different situations and build a strong sense of accomplishment with belonging and teamwork. So yeah, I mean, this is so wonderful. Uh, so this... Yeah, I to add. Hanji. Well, you said that uh, you only see 12, uh, uh, 13 cards which are held in your hand. Yeah. If you're playing the hand, then you see your the dummies laid down. Uh, then you can see the uh, 13 cards of your partner. After the bidding and all is over. But if, you are, if the opponents are playing, then you're defending. So you have to communicate with your partner as to which card you have, which card you don't have, which card to continue, which card not to continue. So one is the play, one is the defense, one is the communication, you're bidding. Number four comes when you try to give opponents wrong impression of what you have. So uh, that is known as trying to hoodwink the opponents, not by cheating, but the way you're playing your cards, that he gets the wrong impression of the cards you have. Plus logic. So all these things combined, six or seven things combined, uh, come up when you're playing a game of uh, bridge. And communication part, the amount of work you have to do, like even after playing bridge for the last 40 years, I still have to do work. Just to, like in every sports, 
yeah. there's a chance of improvement. And I definitely would like to add to our budding sportsmen of India that the biggest mistake we make that after we reach a certain level, we feel that we have reached our top and then we stop there. This is where we lack. What is important is that once you reach a certain level, the graph thereafter is very, very, very slow, very slow. Then the amount of work you would put in, which requires sacrifice, discipline, not too much of drinking, doing exercise, all that is very important, which I feel, I'm sorry to say, has been lacking as far as the Indian sports are concerned. So they feel that that discipline has to come in. When I see the foreigners, the discipline they maintain while playing a tournament and what we maintain as Indians, I feel that part is lacking. So that's an area where I feel that we definitely have to put in extra effort to reach that level. When you're playing for a country, you're not playing for yourself, you're playing for the India. So that should be, is what the motivating factor when you hear the national anthem of the country. You yeah. feel that top part. So that's it. No, 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 absolutely wonderful. Definitely bridge is a game of intelligence and uh, uh, discipline definitely requires, uh, is required in every, every uh, form of sport. Uh, and uh, talking about bridge again, uh, it also requires high levels of concentration and also, you know, very powerful memory. Uh, because uh, the players need to remember the cards, which are trump cards and other cards that are still in the player hands and the overall, you know, con concentration level of the players definitely is very, very high. So, so how are you able to maintain this unwavering focus and concentration throughout the game and what exercises you do to regularly increase your memory and focus? See, we have to realize a few things in life, but as you grow older, your reflexes, your mind is not that sharp, which is it was 20 years back. So what I strongly propagate, and I've also been following this print myself, I found that yoga and pranayam, pranayam which has been done by our ancient saints and sages, when they could sit in caves uh, for, year, for years without eating, without wearing any clothes, just breathing. So this great science which India has, unfortunately, it's not been propagated that well. And I do 15 minutes of various breathing exercises wow. every day, three to five days in a year. Amazing. So there's my, my concentration, my memory, my focus stays. So that I do on a daily basis because I would say one of the reasons was what has motivated me motivated me to do this is because I play bridge. If bridge was not there, the motivation wouldn't have been there to really go out doing this uh, pranayama for a long time. And then I do my yoga for about uh, 40 minutes to tone up my body and uh, physically. Pranayama is uh, mental and yoga is physical. So that part is, I feel, which is very important. And uh, this is size of India, of our country. And I would strongly recommend for all sportsmen, if they can practice a bit of yoga and especially pranayama, whatever sports you are in, your concentration, I can assure you, will increase. Your focus, your concentration will become better in whatever sport you are playing. It could be tennis, squash, cricket, badminton, irrespective. It will be better if you do a bit of pranayama. It's going to help you. 
I'm going to show you this. Yeah, I can guarantee this that you do it, it'll help you out. This is guarantee. And uh, physical exercise, all these sportsmen who are playing cricket, they are doing physical exercise, which is very, very good. And I see the fitness level has gone up in our sportsmen, which I see now, to reflect in the Commonwealth Games, in our other sports activities that are taking place, has really become much better. Our players are much more fitter. With that, a bit of pranayam will help them see the difference. Some to think of it between the winner and loser is very, very on that day how you fare that day. Two at times you can even beat a better player if it's your day, or it can be vice versa. It is very close. So for that, if at that time the killer instinct which has to be there in any sport, you have to the killer instinct. Uh, what my coach in tennis first told me was that if you can beat your brother, six love, six love, six love, beat him six love, six love, six love, don't give him a single point. That has to be your focus. Don't relax. Once you relax, the person gets up and you go down. So that part, you should not relax when you're playing a game. When you're doing well, continue it. And don't lose that winning streak. Simultaneously, definitely. If you do a bit of pranayam, it's going to help you to maintain that there's a little bit of difference which comes between a winner and a loser. You see, Max is going very, very close. That yeah. difference, if you're doing this, I'm going to show you that you'll become a winner. Fabulous. And, and, and you just said that in pranayam, you do multiple kind of breathing exercises, not just one. So, I mean, so they're all like uh, different ways of doing pranayam? Yeah, see, it's like in any thing, anything activity you're doing could be exercise or anything else. There are various stages. So we start with the simple thing of breathing in and breathing out. Thereafter, it comes that you stop, uh, breathe in, stop, take out. Then there are various buns which you have to uh, follow. There are various, it's like it's a youth science. It's not a, uh, something just simple that but it has to be done properly with a proper guide. So if you do it wrong, it can harm you also. Yeah. Let me just put this point very clearly that please do it under proper guidance. And thereafter, it is a stage where I started with half a minute of pranayam. And now when I go on increasing, you say, no, you do this more, do add, add this, add this. So once you are regular, <clears throat> and like food is regular, you have to do it in a regular manner to get real benefits out of this. So, slowly, slowly, I've gone on increasing my, uh, and there are various stages which I'm doing in Pranayam, uh, which have been over a period of uh, 40 years, just taking wow. me to from here. That's very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing this valuable information. Uh, okay, now let me come to the fire, rapid fire questions. Are you ready for that? Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any favorite quote? Win or lose. Play the game the way it should be played. Be sportsman. Be like a sportsman. And win or lose. Yeah. It's not important. How you uh, think fair thereafter is important. I'll give you a small example. Yeah. The biggest mistake we make is that if a person wins, we put him on a high pedestal. Yeah. And the next day, he fails, we put him down. This is not right. A sportsman who has reached that level, the amount of effort and 
thing has gone into his thing. The day when he has failed, if he just go and put a, a pat on his back, don't uh, never mind, it happens. That gives us the encouragement. Don't you immediately put him down. I've got so many cases when I met sportsmen in my life who played for India. I think they saw a fee that can they do well? They all, uh, well, then they do badly. We all look That's not fair. Please give the sportsmen that you, the effort they put in into the thing, they're not, the exercise, the regimen they have to go through, it's very tense. So please be slightly more compassionate towards this, uh, your sports people with the losing life because it can happen to any one of us. Very well said. Thank you. My next question is who's your favorite athlete? Oh, my favorite athlete. My, oh, if you ask me, the one I've just made recently, my most favorite athlete recently has been this Subedar in the army who just won a silver medal in the Steeple Jays in the Cornwall Games. Wow. The first time, the first time in the history of the Steeple Chase, the Kenyans have been one, two, and three. Whether it is Commonwealth Games, could be Asian Games, could be the Olympics. He has come from behind from nowhere and finished second, beating the second and third Norwegian. And plus, he lost the steeple chase with a long race, not a small race, by a split second decision. Wow. If, if someone sees a tape, I saw this tape a number of times. I found the effort that this person has put in, I think it's tremendous. I, I would say that today I would uh, classify him uh, in a very high category. No, no, this is fabulous and very, very inspiring. Okay, coming to the next question. Um, your favorite book? My favorite book. Okay. Uh, my favorite book was, uh, I would say, a book written by Anne Rand Atlas Shrugged, which spoke about uh, basically as to how politics and money and all spoil people and people have been honest their life and gives various anecdotes. Uh, it's a very well written book. I wow. think I've read it a number of times. So that it is one, one of my favorites. Uh, was I a number of her books were very good, but at least that was something which really impressed me a lot. Uh, the best thing about bridge. The best about bridge. I think the best thing about bridge is giving me a hobby that which I can continue playing in my life. Irrespective of your age, you may not be playing championship, but you can go to the club and play and pass time. It's a great anecdote for Alzheimer's. If you're playing bridge, you will not get Alzheimer's because your mind is being activated all the time. Number two, it's a very great pastime after you retire. I don't propose to retire soon, but I'm saying okay, <laughs> after that 20 years, I may think of retiring, but uh, they at least have some hobby, which I think is very important. Uh, for anyone to have a hobby where you can at least pass three, four, five hours in a day when your children are settled, everything is settled. Uh, so then you can, some hobby should be important. So for me, bridge is a hobby which I think I can, I can carry out the rest of my life. Fabulous. What inspires you the most? 
What I would really inspire me the most is a person who's dedicated, who's putting in hard work. You may be talented, but you're not dedicated. That will not inspire me at all. A person who's putting that effort to strive higher and go up higher, that is what really inspires me. And that's what uh, gives me the thing to look up that man in my life, the person in my life. Uh, one hidden talent. Oh, I don't think I have any talent as such. No, I don't think so. I, I think you can dance know. very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your favorite comfort food? Oh, my favorite comfort food. You see, basically, I'm a quite a fussy eater. I like my Indian food. Like, uh, the family is always angry with me because when we go out, they want to have these fancy cuisines and all that. You know? and, uh, for me, I would like my dal roti chawal and my dal roti is good enough for me so i normally so i will my indian food is what my uh, favorite cuisine is but i eat other food right uh, but okay best bridge memory okay this one of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, this winning a silver was definitely a bridge uh, memory uh, one uh, memory which i can never forget in my life it was in my initial years of playing bridge, when I started playing bridge, and I was playing in the Indian Championships for the first time as such. My partner was a very, very good player. He was my first mentor, I can say. And we were playing the quarterfinals against a, that time, top team, and we were a scratch team. Again, the top team we were playing, and uh, there at that time, what happened was that noise most uh, better thing. But that time, we would be sitting, there'd be a bell type of thing, we were sitting in the bottom, and people would be all round to see what we are playing. Okay, so we are playing a contract, and I was playing a contract of three no terms. I had to make nine hands, but primarily, I had to make nine hands, and my opponents doubled me. That means they, they said, you can't make it. They, 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 but the double man, I can't make it. So then I I said, oh shit, I definitely can't make it. Now, if they doubt me, they're such top players and I'm not that good at all. So I definitely won't make it. So I, my hand came down, I saw my dummy and I kept on thinking. I thought a lot. I said, I can only make this hand if this card is my left-hand opponent. So it's Scaredly, I played that card, and the card was there. I still, I thought that my data opponent fooled me again, so I played again. Again, it worked. Now when it worked, I worked out. You now I've got. I already made eight hands by that time, and I had an ace left in my hand, which is a ninth trick I could make. So I could easily make that contract. Now, now after that stage, I had to catch my ace of ace and make my nine tricks. But then the mind starts going and over time working. You know? Unfortunately, I had the ace and the queen of the hand. So what I felt, I said, so many people are watching. You, know? you don't know me as step player, I said. <laughs> All these people are watching. If I do this and play this card and the hand goes to my LHO, and may, you'll have to play a club into my ace queen and I'll make instead of nine tricks, ten tricks. So I'll get some points extra. I thought right now, 
You know, you don't have well paid, well paid, so well, very well paid person. I paid the first hand, he made. Ninth hand they took, tenth they took, eleventh they took. Then I started sweating. I said, please play a club, I've got no idea. And when catch my club is, he played twelfth trick. He played thirteenth trick and my club is went to bed. And I went one down. So make the bad for my hero, it becomes zero. So then with all these people watching <laughs> there, I just didn't know what to do. I just put my head down the table like this. And I just have to look up also. I felt so sheepish and I said, I love to get in my life. Oh. And then I just couldn't look up. I was feeling like an ass. And my partner only said one thing. I said, hats off. Are you mad? He said to me, are you mad? I couldn't look up to him. I, can, I just kept looking down. <laughs> then he gave me a thing after that. He said, you know why they doubled you? They doubled you because they felt you were inexperienced and they wanted to put you under pressure. They were already under pressure because these six hands were done very well. So they wanted to put pressure on you. If you had just made that contract, then there would be more pressure. You get no chance to come up. This is what I was saying earlier. That if you are doing well, don't give your opponent to come up. Okay, we, with God's grace, we won that match, but I would never forgive myself for that stupid thing of mine to become a hero, to get claps all round. That's what we should not do. We should play the game the way it should be played, the way it should be done, and not try and become a hero and get claps from everyone. So that was the lesson which I learned from them. And the last time I did that, so I've not done that I love this since in my life. Okay, this was long amazing, time. amazing, amazing. What's the best piece of advice your coach has ever given to you? Don't relax. Don't relax. Okay. How do you keep yourself motivated? I would say that uh, <coughs> till now, the motivation was to get a medal at the world level. Because I had won a number of tournaments in India. I had won the B-Fame, the British Federation of Asia and Middle East uh, a number of times in the zone. But I've never really done anything in the world level. So I think that was what motivated me to go on trying to get a medal in the world level. With God's grace, I got this silver medal this time. And now, the thing has now come, the thirst, the thirst is there to get the gold. So I think the motivation now is to get a gold in the world level. I think uh, whether I achieve it or not, I don't know. But I think that's the thing which is motivating me now, is to get a gold for India in the world level. That's my now goal. That would be that's fantastic. We, we are all uh, eagerly looking forward for that. You know, proud moment and all the very best wishes, Bhaiya, for your uh, this wonderful dream. Okay, so if you could meet your younger self, who is striving to be where you are today, uh, what is that one piece of advice that you would like to give to him? I would say that uh, see the activity in which you're good in, which you're proficient in, and try and achieve that the best. You see what you like. See, I can't say you play bridge or you play tennis or you play cricket or you play squash. I wouldn't say that. It depends. You could be a good, good painter. You could be a good singer. You could be whatever you are. Whatever thing you gives you that kick, 
that extra thing to go on motivating you to do better. Go on doing that and strive to achieve that to the best of your ability. Fabulous. Okay, who is your inspiration or role model? Oh, I would say my mother was a great inspiration and role model for me. She's made the man I am today. Of course, I'll give her a lot of credit to let me be what I am. And of course, uh, a few other people I've met in my life who taught me the values of life. The values which have been there, they inculcated those things. They're nice without trying to preach. In their own subtle manner, they taught me the values of life, which I would say that that has been one thing which uh, I try to inculcate in my all the people next to me or my children to get those values in life and try to be good to everyone. It could be a junior, it could be a servant, it could be a beggar outside, it could be a top executive in a company. As long as you're humble, you're nice, talk to everyone, namaskar karke, sar jukake, it never pays. It never goes against you to say sorry. We should have that thing that say sorry and not to have an ego. What really kills us is the ego. And I would strongly say that uh, we should try and shun ego and be, if you're simple, people love you and you enjoy your life. If you have an ego, then people, only your, your chumchas will listen to you and not other, other people. You know? and if you are humble, Everyone will listen to you and uh, it's, life becomes so much more enjoyable to live and to stay. Great, great. What is your proudest accomplishment so far? I told you my just <laughs> to play the together middle. <laughs> That's my uh, thing. I, uh, I, I remember something you had uh, uh, spoken about Karachi, your, your game at Karachi. Oh, oh, okay. That one, okay. Oh, that's uh, okay. I forgot that. Uh, that's actually we had gone to Karachi to play the BFM championships, and uh, I think I'd gone to the Indian Open team. I think if I recall correctly, we won that event, the BFM event in Karachi, and there uh, before reaching Karachi, we had a hotting experience because the whole rats that time in Karachi. So how we reached the hotel uh, was also a Thing, but luckily, with God's grace, we reached there. They were very hospitable. People were very, very nice. I will say this for everyone in Pakistan was very, very nice to us and very, I, I was a very great experience. So, when we, when we won the championship and then we got the medal and the national anthem was played in the oh, national anthem, really? at that <laughs> moment, we were just listening to the national anthem. Yeah. There, holding a trophy. I can imagine what goes through all our sportsmen when they see the here national time. You just get goose pimples and lots of fur. We just start crying and that was something which I very relish that here in the national anthem in the Karachi when he won the championship. That was definitely here. So wonderful. Okay, before I end this session, I I want you to give uh, some message to all the budding sportsmen and the administration. 
See, to the, to the sportsman, as I said earlier, I already said that. Be focused and be what you can do. You want to be there. So I won't repeat that. For the administration, I would say, please be slightly more soft towards the sportsman. Don't treat them as if you're teaching them something. Treat them like human beings, fellow human beings, and how you really would bring up your child to get the best out of a sportsman or anyone else you're working with. Go into their shoes and see what they are thinking. What is stopping them? See, we're all different. We're all different human beings. And no two humans are the same. But how you deal with them? So you can't do the same yardstick for A, B, C, D. It has to be different for A, B, and C, and D. So if you can, the coach, a good coach is one who goes into each individual, see how he's thinking. A good coach need not be a good player. He should be able to go into the mind of the sportsman and see what will get the best out of them. That's what is, uh, I would say that all our administrators should definitely try and see the effort with these sportsmen are putting in. What all they sacrifice. We see the people who have won the Commonwealth Games. What humble breakdowns they've come from. It's something we can learn. That we have been lucky that we uh, came from uh, affluent backgrounds. But they've come from the humble backgrounds to reach this level. What have they achieved? What have their families sacrificed? So why can't we sort of give that? I would say there's something which I would definitely want that, and I'm glad this government is giving a lot of impetus to that. And I'm very proud, I can say this for our government, they're doing a very good job as far as this part is concerned to get these budding people to come in. And the support they're giving, they're the people who need the support, and we have so much of talent in the country. It's not that we lack talent. I can assure you. Could be anything. Could be business. Could be anything. If you see Indians have done well anywhere they've gone in the world. No other community has done as well as Indians. Wherever they've gone, and all over the world, they've done extremely well. We don't lack the brains. We don't lack anything else. We just lack the motivation and the support, which I'm glad this government is giving us. So I would like the administration to give the support, continue to give the support, and have a bit more of passionate feeling for our people. Absolutely. And with this, we come to the end of this uh, discussion. Thank you, Ashubhya, for joining me in this absolutely okay. fantastic episode. Thank you very much. Thank and you. thank you all for listening to today's episode with your host Garma Aftar. If you like this episode, then subscribe to my podcast for more new episodes and a deeper dive into the world of motivation and sports psychology. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.